Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Maesta Panels, Chapter 21 They entered the small chapel as if entering a grand cathedral. Firebird's custodian was an elfish old man with a mustache nearly as wide as his head. He was neither pleasant nor unpleasant. He simply performed his assigned duties and greeted them unceremoniously in what was obviously a rehearsed manner. Welcome to Capella degli Scrovigni, he said in a heavy accent with a growl. The diminutive gatekeeper closed the side door, bowed informally, and walked away casually down a dark corridor. The trio were left on their own. They stood at close proximity to each other, bathed in the splendid aura of royal blue light caused by the reflection and refraction of the ancient stained-glass windows and decorated interior. The chapel air was cool, almost cold, for its lightly attired visitors. Julia was surprised to find the sacred edifice sparsely furnished. The lack of objects, high ceiling, and vast expanse resulted in an echo effect, sharply repeating the sound of each high-heeled step taken by Firebird upon the polished marble floor. Wade rotated in place, scoping the panoramic extent of the building's richly decorated interior walls. He had seen many pictorial representations of the artwork, but those facsimile images did not convey the overwhelming beauty his eyes presently witnessed. Firebird, who was now standing in the center of the chapel, began to speak. Here on these walls is one of the supreme achievements of Western European art. Although Giotto di Bondone belongs to the Middle Ages, he is the most remarkable precursor to the Italian Renaissance of the 15th century. He is one of its greatest sources. We know the names of only a few earlier artists. Most remain essentially anonymous. With Giotto and his fame beyond borders, the history of art also became the history of great artists. Wow, Julia thought to herself, impressed with Firebird's introduction. This is going to be good. The Arena Chapel became a necessary part of a European artist's education, Firebird declared. A mandatory place of pilgrimage to experience the stylistic humanity, illusion of depth and perspective presented in Giotto's murals. Born around 1266 in Florence, Giotto was in his late thirties when he worked here. He and his team of about 45 collaborators labored two years to paint the chapel. Giotto frescoed the chapel's whole surface, including the elaborately decorated walls and the blue ceiling, representing the heavens above. A typical workday consisted of that portion of each fresco that could be painted before the plaster dried and was no longer fresh. This medium required speed and confidence. Julia recalled learning about the challenging fresh or fresco painting techniques in her art classes taught by Taviana. She especially remembered that Leonardo da Vinci badly miscalculated the effective use of this tricky way of painting when executing his iconic Last Supper in Milan's refectory of the Convent of Santa Maria della Grazie. Instead of using tempera on wet plaster, true fresco or buon fresco, 
the preferred method of fresco painting for centuries, Leonardo tried oil on dry plaster, a method known as fresco seco. His experiment resulted in a more varied palette, which was his intent. But this method wasn't durable. Julia once visited the famous masterpiece with Taviana and was shocked at the deterioration, which had begun not long after da Vinci had completed his iconic work. Firebird began pointing her elegant index finger to appropriate areas of the chapel. Giotto's fresco downward cycle, or spiral, is organized along four tiers, each of which contains brightly colored episodes from the stories of the various protagonists of the sacred history, which are the historical books of the Old Testament. The tiers are divided into frames with decorative borders, each forming a scene. The chapel is asymmetrical in shape, with six tall windows on the longer south wall. This form determined the layout of the decoration. The many sculptures, bands of marble, and ornate arches you see are trompe l'oeil painted architecture, not real, an optical illusion. Firebird continued pointing to specific areas of the church in accompaniment to her explanations. The cycle presents narrative scenes recounting the story of God's gift to mankind, salvation. It starts on the east altar wall with God's decision to reconcile with humanity, entrusting the archangel Gabriel with the announcement of his choice to forgive Adam's original sin with the sacrifice of his son Jesus. The narrative proceeds in a continuous cycle along the north and south walls with the stories of the Virgin Mary's life and Christ's time on earth, his death, resurrection, and ascension. As you can see, each subject is presented in vivid detail, including the famous scene painted on the triumphal arch of Judas receiving the money to betray Christ. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen.